Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's the Get It or Regret It event going on August 3rd through the 12th at Lewis Jewelers in Ann Arbor. Once a year, they get special permission to mark down selected designer items up to 50% off. Find designer brands that have been discontinued or closed out. Anniversary and wedding bands, diamond earrings, and select watches. Look great and donate with a portion of the 10-day event going to Humane Society of Huron Valley. For 10 days only, get it before you regret it at Lewis Jewelers. What's up, guys? Welcome into another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, EJ Holland. Alongside me is my co-host, Zach Libby, who is back from the Big Apple and rocking uh, Matt's cap. Uh, Zach, did you get Little Caesars in Times Square? I couldn't find a Little Caesars. I also couldn't find a Sabaro, so I didn't eat pizza. Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe settle for a, 
a New York hot dog, I guess. But uh, we'll talk hot dogs, barbecue, and so much more here on our Wolverine Live Show. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe for free. Also, make sure to like this video. Helps us get in front of other Michigan fans. Tonight is the Super Chat Show. So no questions tonight unless you're coming in with a super chat you can hit that little box with the dollar sign and that money goes directly to our travel budget as we gear up to hit the road and see top recruits um around the nation during football season should be a lot of fun um before we start tonight's show a couple of uh offers you can subscribe to the wolverine.com today i believe there is a flash sale going on so head over to the wolverine.com and sign up today. Uh, you can get all your premium insider recruiting information. It's, uh, oh, there it is. Thank you to our producer, Megan, because I had no idea what that promo was. But the promo is up. Here it is, $1 for one month. So the $1 deal is back. It is our fall camp sale. So make sure to subscribe to the Wolverine.com today for all your insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL, transfer portal, and so much more. Plus, get to be part of a great message board community with more than 8,000 unique individual users on our Fort message board. So join the discussion today. Head over to thewolverine.com. Just $1 for one month. Uh, and last housekeeping item here is we uh, do have two sponsors for tonight's show. So we want to take a moment to uh, shout out one of them, our longtime sponsor, Lewis Jewelers, simple question, guys. Have you taken care of that gift for your special woman in your life? If the answer is no, this is great news because Lewis Jewelers can help. It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors finding that perfect diamond. Stop by today, guys, and take care of the wives, mothers, grandmothers in your lives, or just be selfish and get yourself something. Lewis, is your, Lewis Jewelers is your diamond store and so much more since 1921. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road, Ann Arbor, or online at lewisjewelers.com. That's lewisjewelers.com, where Ann Arbor and the world gets engaged. All right, let's dive into tonight's show. Uh, the barbecue will be a big topic, but before we dive into the barbecue, Michigan has missed out on top 100 cornerback Aaron Scott, who has committed to Ohio State. He uh, picked up the Michigan backpack and uh, created a tiny bit of suspense and then pulled out the Ohio State jersey and committed to the home state Buckeyes. You know, I think there was a little bit of hope there and a little bit of optimism, but obviously Scott went the safe route and committed to Ohio State. So what does that mean for Michigan now in terms of quarterback? Well, they have to reset the board. They don't have any cornerback recruits. You know, this is a massive class with 26 commits, but there are no corners. Uh, Jacob Oden is committed in the secondary, but he's more of a safety nickel type. So Michigan needs corners. Today, I put in an on three prediction for the Wolverines to land former Purdue commit Josiah Edmond out of Indiana. Uh, he has not reported a Michigan offer and told Michigan has offered, and he is around the top of the board. Also put in a prediction yesterday for Jeremiah Lowe, three-star cornerback out of Kentucky. So, Zach, how are you feeling about Michigan's secondary options at the cornerback position? And you can see 
Uh, the Wolverines have a 99% lead with Edmond, and I believe they have a 99% lead with Jeremiah Lowe. So how do you feel about Michigan pivoting to Edmond and Lowe? Uh, starting with Edmond, um, physically, like off the hoof, like he's pretty impressive frame, 6'1", 185 is what on three is reporting. I mean, Michigan and Steve Klingscale, defensive best coach, loves taller, longer defensive backs, especially when you're playing against, you know, Ohio State's wide receiver room every year. So length is important. He comes from an area like a high school that's relatively recruited, right? Like he has a teammate in Nitro Tuggle who um, was formerly going to go to IMG, but now he's went back. Um, he's relatively kind of close to Chicago. He plays for Midwest Bloom. And as we know, Mi- Michigan recruits Midwest Bloom seven on seven routinely. Um, they got a Marion Stewart um, this class and are recruiting several others in the 25 class. So, yeah, I mean, to to pick back up from what happened with Aaron Scott to the news that we've gotten with Josiah is huge. I think Michigan wasted a little time and going after someone that they like athletically and physically. And I think Edmund fits the bill should he choose Michigan. And then with Jeremiah Lowe, um, he's been on the radar for quite some time, right? Like he visited three times, including a game day visit. He's last visited March 26th for spring camp practice. Uh, Lowe brought, brought both of his parents and they were both ape treated to meetings with Jim Harbaugh and Steve Klingscale. Um, I know you just talked to him and he said a lot of great things about the development of the cornerbacks and, you know, the off the field stuff, but yes, clean scale has kept in contact with Lowe, and he really seems like a clean scale kind of guy. Um, I know there's a connection with his clean scale son who played with um, Lowe. So, you know, there's that connection, but yeah, I think getting him, if they get him on board this early, again, it's just another of Michigan, not wasting time and filling out that filling out that group as soon as possible, not waiting to the last second and not feeling sorry for themselves actually for um, missing out on the big name two days ago. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to find complimentary pieces, I think you're going to need to find guys who trust and clean sale, trust what Michigan can offer and, um, you know, can fight for playing time. Um, and then I know we haven't talked about the other offer that went out yesterday and Sire Torrance on Syracuse, the Michigan State commit, but he's one that, you know, I think we're going to continue monitoring. He committed Michigan State on the 25th of June, so he's a recent commit. He was at Michigan State on Saturday for their Spartan Dog Con event, um, talking to people at Michigan State. He's never, they never seemed like he was a guy who'd be a flip candidate, but, you know, Michigan's going to take a look and enter the mix. Um, just to reiterate what you wrote earlier today, I know Michigan State's going to pitch that, you know, we're going to believe in you first. And I've seen a couple of Michigan State fans on social media say the same thing. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, all in all, I think Michigan's doing nice with just finding guys who um, aren't – I wouldn't call them replacements, but I guess um, guys who they feel confident in that can be part of this class and fight for playing time, exactly what happened last class with Jire Hill and the others. Yeah, I think Torrance could definitely uh, be an option, but there's there's some work to do there. Uh, there is a Mike Hart connection. Mike Hart has recruited out of Christian Brothers Academy uh, in the past, and so he does know the staff there. And so that is something to monitor, but that I think that one's going to be a little bit more of a long game. I think with Edmund and Lowe, you could see those recruitments turn around fairly quickly, which is why when then 
went ahead and logged predictions. I had a chance to catch up with Jeremiah Lowe yesterday, and he has a great bond with Steve Klingscale. I mean, the, Jeremiah Lowe isn't a guy that Michigan, you know, just randomly offered or, or is randomly turning back to. This is a prospect that Steve Klingscale has developed a, a longstanding relationship with. So talking Jeremiah Lowe here, he is a, a three-star out of Kentucky. Um, and Lowe played with Steve Klingscale's son at Frederick Douglass. So kind of sees him as, as a, a family member type. So I do think Lowe is definitely trending towards Michigan. I, I feel confident in the pick there as far as him as a player. He's a guy I'd really like to see live. He's ranked in the uh, 1300s. It, he might be ranked behind Zach Ludwig or, or close to where Zach Ludwig is. I think Jeremiah Lowe is definitely a better prospect. I'm not sure how much he will shoot up the rankings. I definitely think he's a you know a, a lower floor type guy, but uh, obviously Steve Klingscale sees something there. I think both Zach and I are, are going to try to see him this season, so – he is a, a really intriguing prospect. On the flip side of the coin, you know, I watched Josiah Edmonds film today, and I really like him, man. I think Josiah Edmonds has a little bit of juice. I mean, you look at the size, and right off the bat, he's six foot one, 185 pounds. And that size, I think, is definitely something to work with. But then you look at the athleticism with Edmonds. This is a guy that plays quarterback, wide receiver, corner, safety, even punt. So, very similar to Jair Hill last cycle, who was a guy that basically did everything for Kankakee. Uh, I think Edmund is a similar type of prospect. I talked to someone on the Michigan side today, and he told me that Edmund actually came into camp in June, so they were already making uh, some contingency plans there, and they were extremely impressed with him. And so obviously he was right off the bat a guy they went after. He de did decommit from Purdue today, as I mentioned earlier. So uh, he is one that uh, Michigan could land in the very near future. And so low looking to commit in August, and I wouldn't be surprised if Edmund commits this month as well. Um, but yeah, reflecting on Aaron Scott a little bit, I think you know it shows that the staff still had some belief that they could pull up off the upset and land Scott because they didn't really push uh, too much for Edmund and, and Lowe until here over the last 48 hours. Um, you know, I think Michigan gave it a great fight. They fought as long and as hard as they could, but at the end of the day, I think Ohio State was always the, uh, the safe pick. I also think that, um, I also think that when you look at uh, <laughs> look at the decision there, uh, now when you look at the the resources Michigan put in and the amount of times they got them on campus and things of that nature, it, it wasn't really a Bryce West type of situation. I don't think he was always going to Ohio State. I do think Michigan had a chance there, but uh, it's always tough to win those types of battles against Ohio State uh, from kids that are from Ohio that grew up Ohio, in an Ohio State family. And, uh, yeah, just a, a really tough situation for the Michigan staff. So the only thing they can really do is hit the reset button, adjust, and uh, try to get in on some of these other guys. So we'll see how things shake out with uh, Jeremiah Lowe and Josiah Edmond, but feeling pretty good about both of those prospects. Let's get away from the, uh, the Buckeye <laughs> jersey and uh, go ahead and talk about 
the barbecue. But before we do, Zach, I think you have a presentation from, not a presentation, but a message from one of our sponsors. I actually have two messages. Um, Kenma on the comments said he was committing in two hours, and that is confirmed on his IG story. He will be oh, look at that. Josiah Edmund. He will be committing, committing at, yes, central Sorry, time, Jeff. I believe. But oh. what is Indiana central time? Chicago oh. is central time. I don't know. It, it really depends because when I used to make the drive from Ann Arbor or from Chicago to Ann Arbor, I never really knew when uh, he crossed over crossed yeah. into in the central time. So we'll have to look and see when exactly Edmund is committing, if it's actually two hours or not two hours. But uh, thank you, Kenma, for um, Instagram stalking there and bringing us the news here on the live show. Yeah, I know now it's a good time to uh, shout out one of our other sponsors of the show, RogueShop.com. I mean, guys, if you're someone dealing with sleeping or chronic pain issues or you're struggling with anxiety or, you know, stress, uh, be sure to go check out RoadShock.com. And when you use the promo code, the Wolverine um, without a space, um, you get 10% off your order. RoadShop, you know, they sell CBD, THC, edibles, tin tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, vapes, candles, soaps, topicals, you name it. Um, they actually handcraft all of their topicals, soaps, candles, bath salts, massage oils, and tinctures. So it's all homemade. Um, they also grow their own cannabis, too, um, in their manufacturing facility. And all of their products are made with their own cannabis, too, So, as well as their edibles, which are custom formulated, too, um, with vitamins and plant materials um, along with the cannabis. Uh, when you go on their website, they have a 24-7 chat function, so you're able to speak to a representative at any time about their products. Um, they are America's number one. Uh, online dispensary, health, and wellness shop. Um, they are a true small business. This is not a monopoly or corporate. They are true, and they are owned by disabled veterans. Um, so, yeah, if you use that code, like I said, the Wolverine without a space, you can get 10% off all of your orders at rogueshop.com. So that's R-O-G-U-E.com, shop.com. Um, they've been great partners of the Wolverine, and we're happy to support a business in the Big Ten country as they're in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So be sure to check them out. Awesome. Appreciate it, Zach. And that message is for uh, adults only, just in case there's yes. uh, recruits uh, on the video. That is uh, only for people that are watching that are adults. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to the barbecue at the Big House. Actually, before we do, yes, sir, make sure to leave a like, as Elric says, if you're watching the the live channel make sure to leave that like uh and subscribe to our youtube channel for free uh also remember tonight is the super chat show so if you want to get a question in hit that donate button that money goes directly to our travel budget but let's talk barbecue at the big house and daniel g says look man there's nothing wrong with hot dogs yes, at a barbecue exactly and, and zach you you said you would have eaten those hot dogs that went viral i'll be honest i was so hungry when you posted that photo on the board that I was just like, I would destroy that plate. I was so hungry, but I, I mean, after looking at it, though, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it looked fine, but I told, I mean, I get it. I get the frustration obviously, but 
maybe I'm just a picky. I don't know. I'm just not as well, sophisticated of an eater as you. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you do digest hot and ready's and skyline chili like like no other. So, mm-hmm. but if you look closely at the hot dog, I, I think someone pointed this out. I wish I could give the Michigan fan credit that pointed this out. If you like zoom into the photo, you can see a tiny little grill mark on the hot dog. So yeah, so they grilled it. Yeah. Could have could have been grilled, not boiled, as many are mentioning. Someone said uh, microwave. I mean, yeah, like it was like. <laughs> I mean. Look, that, the food plate looked awful. I feel like Michigan's been dragged enough. Um, I mean, the food plate was uh, – was so- I mean, the hot dog was sorry. The chicken strips looked like they were Tyson chicken strips. Uh, even the, the cookie looked kind of sad. So it was a sad plate all around. Uh, I, I have been told that there was other food there. Um, there has been no picture of it or anything available to combat the uh, – the sorry hot dog but um, am told there was other food there that's just that happened to be the picture that was uh, posted on social media by one of the recruits uh, elijah dotson um but yeah it, not not a great look for michigan i will say here you know the only the only thing i want to comment on the hot dogs i don't want to take up like 30 minutes on the hot dogs so very quickly on the hot dog situation <laughs> really could i mean with the amount of uh and th- there is the uh the meal that was served to the recruits on Sunday. And there, there it is. Like if you look at the, the hot dog, you can see a tiny little grill bar. Um, and if you look at the, the chicken tenders, they, they don't look too appetizing. The, the mac and cheese looks better than like craft, at least, I guess. And then the, uh, the cookie not looking amazing either. But uh, everyone's, like, forgetting, you know, everyone's forgetting the tater tots too. They're behind the hot dog. There's uh, oh apparently there's uh so, there's tater uh, yeah so it's a big it's a variety of food and Elijah Dotson appears to be eating this with a spoon so <laughs> <laughs> that's a another intriguing detail there um, like the briefly on the hot dog situation like nobody's not going to go to Michigan because the food sucks um, but I do think it's a minor detail that can continue to improve like. I get 17-year-old kids are going to want to eat hot dogs and chicken tenders and pizza, you know, as they, they might prefer it over prime rib, you know, because they're 17. But, uh, you know, at least get some better hot dogs. Like, go to Coney Island, you know, show off what Detroit has to offer, get some pizza from Buddy's or something, get some better-looking chicken than that. Uh, you know, I, I feel like they could have done better in that situation. But the more glaring thing would be kind of the lack of buzz around the barbecue at the big house. And even after the barbecue at the big house, like today, it still feels like the event kind of just happened and nobody really noticed it other than the, you know, hot dog situation, which you never uh, want to have a negative situation like that. You want to be on top of it. You want to have promotion for the barbecue at the big house. You want to show up the food that you have there. It was just so quiet. Recruits weren't really tweeting about being on campus. Recruiting staffers at Michigan weren't really tweeting about the event. It just seemed like a little bit of a lifeless event, which is so weird. I mean, because the barbecue at the big house has historically been such a, an important recruiting event in the past. So I think that's the more glaring issue than the actual hot dogs looking terrible is more so just the lack of promotion, the lack of seeing any of the other food there, getting excited 
because you want to make the barbecue at the big house a destination event at Michigan. It should be something that has a ton of buzz so next year's recruits get excited. So the 26 guys say, hey, look at all these 25 guys, you know, tweeting about being at Michigan's barbecue at the big house. Look, it's such an exclusive event. I want to go to it next year, you know, things of that nature. So I think the promotion um, and, and the social media buzz was definitely more disappointing than the hot dog itself and anything you want to add zach on the uh hot dog gate i guess i mean well first off i feel bad for elijah because he said his i do was... feel bad for yeah. elijah Dawson. <laughs> i asked i asked him like how his phone was and he's like i muted the tweet and i knew he did it with the best intentions right like he just wanted to show off food um i don't know it, i guess I guess it kind of it sucks, right? That Charles Woodson was there both days, and unless you follow the recruits or you follow the Wolverine.com, it would it got overshadowed, right? Um, the the commitment, the buzz of having a commitment come out of the barbecue today probably got overshadowed too. Like having two five star recruits both in the top five on the on three industry rankings, including the quarterback 25 miles away being there got overshadowed too so i don't know maybe it's just like a lesson learned for like next year or the years to come but yeah i think that's what kind of turned off some people like you had all these positives but no one unless you were really following yes on sunday then you wouldn't have known yeah, I think it was more so like if you were recruiting diehard, obviously you knew what was going on. But if you were a casual Michigan fan, I don't think you found out until you saw the hot dog picture go viral. And that's a terrible way to learn about it. So, yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, the recruiting department needs to be beefed up. And, yeah, just the, the overall promotion and, and just the buzz about this recruiting event was, again, much more disappointing than the actual hot dog situation but let's talk about some of the positives one you mentioned two five stars back on campus let's start off with bryce underwood now zach you've uh, been in contact with bryce uh you know over the past couple months you've gone out to see him a couple of times as well how are you feeling about michigan's chances they got him back on campus on sunday but that was after a multi-day visit to lsu a lot of people are starting to get concerned about the push from the tigers how are you feeling about this recruitment yeah, so I think him – so he came to LSU on Friday, right? He was there for their Bayou Splash. I think that's what it's called. So he was there for two days, so Friday, Saturday. We were still expecting him to show up, but there was always the possibility that he wasn't, right? Like he was going to come home Sunday and didn't want, didn't end up going to the barbecue. But, you know, it turns out he flew into DTW and then went straight to Ann Arbor and enjoyed the festivities, which was monumental from the standpoint of Michigan can keep the recruiting momentum for him heading into fall camp and heading into the first couple of weeks into the season. He went with both of his parents. I know he stayed on Monday, so the open period ended yesterday. So I know you told guys that some of the local players stayed yesterday, and I know he did too, so that's huge. Um, Yeah, I mean, having five visits from the number one player in the country since late March is is outstanding from – the job that Kirk Campbell has been doing with keeping in contact with Underwood and his family before today when 25 recruits are able to get directly contacted. But 
now that the green light is a go, who knows how much Campbell's going to, you know, hit up Underwood's phone and vice versa. Like the, the, I think that's really resonating with the entire uh, Underwood's inner circle. And I know it is with Underwood because he said before to us that Kurt Campbell's um, insistence of having a relationship with his mom, his dad, his sisters is just as much as he, as him means so much to him. And I know he's, he's not, Underwood's not one to, you know, he'll tell you how it is. And I think his positive remarks about Michigan, his past visits, his um, connection with uh, Campbell, but also Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, and the other commits in 24 and 25, I think that's just doing wonders for Michigan. But, yeah, LSU is pushing really hard, and there's a lot of buzz coming from Baton Rouge. Um, I think the on three recruiting prediction machine, you know, it doesn't reflect that, but I know it will. Um, the opportunity to play in the SEC, to play in warm weather, to play for to have recruiting, to have more exposure, maybe not just as much exposure down south, and um, play in a pa- offensive friendly, you know, pass heavy offense is just something that's something that's resonating with him too. And I think it's just these next five months leading up to his commitment date on January sixth. Michigan just has to stay the course, bring him in for a couple of games keep contact as consistent as it has been a little bit more now and, um, you know, just hope for the best. Um, but at this point right now, like compared to this time last year, we would never have thought that Michigan could be the leader, right? Like the, the turnaround has been fascinating and it's just great for Michigan to potentially land, not only recruit in their own backyard, but a generational quarterback, probably the best quarterback prospect in quite some time, not since Bryce Young, honestly. Yeah, I'll, I'll add this on Bryce Underwood. Look, it's definitely turned into an LSU-Michigan battle. Uh, like Zach said, the uh, on-three recruiting prediction machine doesn't reflect that. This is Michigan-LSU all the way as we head into the season. Now, I really do like Michigan's chances. You have the relationship with Kirk Campbell. He's been to campus so many times. He knows a lot of guys in the program. But at the same time, Bryce has always had a wandering eye for the South. He's been to LSU twice. I think they've done a fantastic job of recruiting him. I think this past weekend's visit went extremely well for the Tigers. I think this is very much 50-50. And we all know in big-time recruitments like these, NIL can become a factor. That's not a knock on Bryce. That's just the nature of the beast when it comes to recruiting right now. He is a five-star player at the top position in in the sport. So I'm sure LSU has more to offer from an NIL standpoint. So I'm curious to see how that shapes this recruitment. And I'm also interested to see how things go in the fall. I fully expect him to get to both campuses and and see some games. So we'll see how things play out over the next several months. But it's definitely Michigan LSU at the top going in the fall. Let's talk about David Sanders real quick. Um, Another five-star on campus. He was the other guy. DJ Pickett uh, did not make it in for the barbecue at the big house. So uh, David Sanders did. He came in on Sunday like Underwood after seeing Alabama and Georgia. This was actually his first visit, even though Michigan was his first offer. Obviously, some program connections. He's a Providence Day kid, so he's a teammate of Channing Goodwin and Jaden Davis, both of whom are committed to Michigan. Even with those connections, though, I think this is a little bit more of an uphill battle. The visit went really well. He got his own look at the program as opposed to just hearing it, hearing about it from Davis and Goodwin. 
he bonded well with Jerome Moore. Obviously, Michigan has a lot to sell along the offensive line, back-to-back Joe Moore awards and such. But again, I think this is an uphill battle. I think the Southern schools are in a better spot right now. Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson, I think, are, are the schools that he's really fond of. Um, the South Carolina is another one for sure. And you see Clemson has the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. Right now, I think Sanders stays south. Michigan absolutely has to get him back on campus in the fall to stand a chance. Uh, obviously a positive that he did show up on Sunday, but still a lot of work to do with David Sanders. All right, we are running very low on time, Zach. So I want you to give me maybe uh, one or two big takeaways you had from the barbecue aside from the five stars and the hot dogs. I think the fact, I think, I don't want to play off what you wrote earlier today, but I think Charles Woodson needs to be there for every single recruiting event as possible, right? Like someone who might have played before in his heyday, before these recruits were alive or even watched football, but his name in Ann Arbor is monumental. And that's even for kids in the 25, 26, 27 classes. Like, the number of tweets that we saw from the recruits posting about Woodson and taking photos with him was insane. And I think Michigan can have an advantage by having someone of his caliber and of his influence there for a big event like the barbecue. Um, he's been there for games. He goes to games with Fox. And I think it's, you know, having him more of a, more of a role, um, like an outside role, just being there and showing face. I think that's so important. And then the, my second one is just the amount of in-state kids that showed up to the barbecue. This is another point that I feel like should have been talked about more. I mean, not only did the three commits in Michigan's 2024 class who were in-state with Brady Priestcorn, and Jeremiah Beasley and Jacob Odin, like they were all there. But the amount of guys who came from Detroit, it's suburbs, you know, west of Detroit, north, like it, it goes to show like the the – the statements made by local leaders, right? Like recruiting leaders that Michigan is prioritizing Southeast Michigan, just as probably as better as best as anyone can um, better than anyone else in the country for that matter. So I think Michigan having, you know, bringing guys in, whether they have offers or not showing interest, letting them work out um, experience a non-formal event inside the big house and just let them have fun and be with the coaches. That's so huge in letting that, that, you know, that, letting the guys who they want in state not leave or go to East Lansing. So I think that needs to continue. I know it will continue based on feedback from those guys. They've, they are already planning on coming back in the fall. And I know Michigan's leading for one and they just got one from Bobby Kanka. So uh, today, so that, that was a big one. And I think that's going to continue for Michigan moving forward. I'd say, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with Charles Woodson. Uh, when I was on the Texas beat, Texas had Michael Huff at their recruiting event, every single recruiting event. It was always a big hit. And if you saw the Michigan recruits, they tweeted more about Charles Woodson being at the barbecue than the actual barbecue itself. So they were very, very impressed with Charles Woodson. Um, my two big takeaways before we get out of here, one, the amount of elite wide receivers on campus, like Michigan hasn't really been able to land elite wide receivers here the last couple of cycles. They had a nice, nice late land last year with Carmelo English. I really like Marion Stewart this cycle, but they haven't been able to land a true elite guy. There were plenty to choose from this weekend. You, ob you obviously had uh, 
Andrew Marsh, who's a top 20 recruit nationally out of Houston. Uh, just a, a dominant force on the outside. He's going to be a tough pull from the Lone Star State, but this was his second visit. So uh, I think Michigan in a really good spot with Andrew Marsh, or at least in the mix with Marsh. But you had several others as well. You had Talon Taylor out of Chicagoland, who has connections to guys on the roster like Tyler Morris and Omarion Stewart. You had Quincy Porter out of New Jersey. You had Kalik Lockett out of Texas. Um, you had C.J. Wiley out of Georgia, who's a top 200 player. So a lot of guys. You had Dorian Brew, who can also play defensive back, but is listed as a wide receiver, another top 100 guy. So there's just a lot of wide receivers coming in, and that's good for them to see Bryce Underwood as well and for Michigan to pitch, hey, this could be our guy, and for them to start building connections. So I think Michigan absolutely needs to land an elite wideout next cycle, and they're definitely in the mix uh, for quite a few that uh, visited over the weekend. And uh, my second takeaway would probably be um, obviously getting Zaquan Patterson back on campus for another unofficial visit. You know, that's something we didn't talk about. He's one of the bigger remaining targets in 2024. Um, So I, I think that Michigan's continuing to make a big impression there. We're still gathering intel, but it's very much a Michigan-Miami battle. I know Miami's the heavy leader on the on-three recruiting prediction machine, but that's something um, that I think is a little overblown. Yes, I do think Miami you know, should be the leader on the on-three recruiting prediction machine, but not by that margin. I think Michigan has closed the gap there, uh, and having Chris Ewald back on campus recruiting him was definitely big as well. All right, guys, for more Michigan recruiting news, make sure to head over to thewolverine.com. If you haven't liked this video, make sure to leave us a like. And Zach, it looks like you disappointed one of our uh, viewers here. Shane Johnson says, lived several Sbarros in NYC. How did you not find one? There weren't any. I don't know. Uh, like the, the, the one in the office, right, where Michael's like, I'm going to get a New York slice, and he goes to Sbarro, right? Like that clip, it closed down. It's a gap yeah. on Times Square. So it's like, if I can't find that one, where else are they going to be? So. I, I just didn't really look that hard either, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, he, so, Zach instead went and got local pizza. How dare he? But uh, we have Seth Floyd with a late super chat, and he says, I am not that concerned about losing out on Aaron Scott. We curb-stomped Ohio this year. We should be in a good position with him and other recruits. So, Seth Floyd sharing his thoughts. And Shane Johnson also came in with a super chat. So shout shout out to you, Shane. And uh, he says the 2025 class is in desperate need of star power for cornerbacks and wide receiver. Well, good news for you, Shane. The 2025 class is loaded with with, uh, cornerbacks and wide receivers. Michigan has to capitalize on that. There are a ton of talented wide receivers and corners nationally next cycle. All right, guys, we appreciate you all for joining us. Like I said, like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. for Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. 
That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.